Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to Wood Talk. Now here are three guys who like to take big pieces of wood and make them smaller. Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, it's show number 494 for January 20th, 2021. On today's show, we are catching up with each other after a nice long break. It was a big holiday break, and uh, this is essentially going to be a a giant what's on the bench segment because there's a lot going on in each of our shops. So before we get to that, we want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler's been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Their let's build it, no, 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 not let's build it, (laughs) let's build sale is going on now, which includes top tools to tackle new projects. Sale runs until January 28th, so don't miss it. Oh man, I'm going to go build something except it, for it you just have to build just just build yeah. don't build a thing nope stop at the verb <laughs> just be building <laughs> no end going yeah. just do it all right yeah. uh if you want to help us build our patreon <laughs> Ooh, there you, you can well uh, help support Fair the play. show by going to uh we got here patreon.com slash wood talk the same URL as always and sign up to call and patron of the show <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, who we got this week? We'd like to thank Kim Erickson, Joey. Well, that's a lot of vowels. Greer. Yep. Ad- that's expensive if you're playing Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Ad- With those extra vowels. Adrian. I like that. Simple. Terry Cook. The Brum. Charlie Brum. Jimmy. I gotta zoom the stuff in before I do this. Jimmy Scott. Josh Norwood. Justin Stockman. Stockman. Uh, Greg Knuckles and Zoe. Or Zoe J. Zoe J. That's nice. Just hey, when Matt, I think you Matt won't a... have a problem, problem with these pronunciations, he surprises me every time. I think, uh, oh, this is well, it sounds like he's week. having a problem with seeing the letters. Are, are, do we need glasses? Is that what's going I think on? I have to, like, make this font bigger. Uh, yep, I remember, I I remember going glasses. through that in ninth grade. And it was funny how my math grades got so much better. <laughs> When I when I got when you glasses, can, when you could see, <laughs> I was I wasn't just solving for X. I was solving for what the hell is that? Are you telling me <laughs> I'm at no that idea. age for any bifocals now? Just oh. some kind of focal. 
I don't know if you need bifocals, but you might need something. Might need a little oh, help. I am nearsighted, or I was nearsighted, so now you're telling me I'm neither sighted. Then you got yes. kicked in the head by a mule, <laughs> and no. you went back to normal. It's cross-eyed. It's such a such a cruel joke. Oh. I've been wearing glasses pretty much all my life, and now I'm being told, "No, you're going to start to need readers in the next couple of years." Like, no, I already wear glasses. No, no you'll need additional ones. Like, seriously, no, no more. No, I'm done with happening. glasses. I'm just that's not going to. I'm just not going to read things. I'm done reading. You know what? I have Netflix. Reading is overrated. That, that's where I'm at. I have comic books. Well, that type's well, pretty look, small. Nobody Just reads anyway. It. I write I write things that go along with my videos. Does anybody read them? No. No. It's like for me, it's so for me, true. Nicole, and my mom to read. That's the reason we put those there. Sometimes I read the captions on your posts. That's that's about it. You, and that, I, and I try that. and come up with something witty. Usually I can't, so I just continue on with my life. But some, sometimes I get something good going. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes we get compliments on the the um, undercurrent of, I don't know, just inside jokes that happen between our posts that people, they don't come for the original post. They come for the crap that happens in the comments. Is that the secret? Is pretty cool. Pretty much I think, I think it sums good. up social media right there. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. Not there for the content, just for the discourse <laughs> after the content. All right, I'm, I'm going to bring some some discourse over to Shannon's world. I think I have. Uh-oh. I think it's overdue. Yeah, frankly, occasionally I drop one on. <laughs> I'll mess with him once in a while. Ah, Rennes. I drop a hot Rennes. one on. Him. <laughs> Never mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> we're like we're like extra weird tonight because we're recording on a Friday night. And that's a little bit weird. Yeah. I'm going to. Well, usually, usually it's a Saturday morning and I can't, I don't know. I I have a trouble just getting amped up for the show on a Friday night. I am way more into it. Yeah, you are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that in my voice? I'm excited. (laughs) Three three more into it, apparently. Ready to drop one. We need some beers. That's what we need. Okay, uh, let's get into our announcements because we haven't done a show in a while. Lots you of things kind of have already happened. spoiled one by saying that today's show is uh, sponsored by. No, no. Well, technically, our our sponsorship ran through January with uh, with Rockler. Oh, whoops! Um, no, it doesn't pick up the show. So, uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, uh, not to bring things down, but some bad news did happen uh, in the the woodworking community while we were on break. Uh, we lost two pretty great and influential people in the world of woodworking. First, uh, we'll mention Phil Lowe. If you're not familiar with the man, he is a prolific educator in the world of woodworking, great woodworker. Um, I can't even count the number of things I've either read. I mean, he's one of those guys who writes and and does a lot that you may have read his stuff and may not have even known it was yeah. him who, who right. was doing it. Like He has invented he, processes that we just call dovetailing. Well, didn't invent dovetailing, yeah. but like <laughs> the method by which I make cabriole legs is the Phil Lowe method. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely great woodworker. And then also uh, Norton Rockler or Norty Rockler, um, the founder of the the great company that, that we obviously love. Uh, Rockler Woodworking and Hardware, he passed away. And uh, I looked it up. He was 98 years yeah. old. Wow. That's fantastic. That's some clean man. living right there. Seriously. Better living through woodworking. And you know, I never, I never met the man, but I got to say the influence that Rockler has had on me as a woodworker, you know, and we talked about this, I think when we first started the, the whole sponsorship, we talked about how much we love Rockler, not just because they were paying us. Um, <laughs> I think it's awesome. You know, that this, this is a guy who I don't, you know, you look at what Phil Lowe does. It's purely educational stuff. Um, but it, it just, you could say, okay, it's just, it's retail, <clears throat> but it's so much more than just retail. 
uh, what Rockler does with education and just kind of being there for woodworkers at all levels. And I just remember how much time I spent in a Rockler store because this dude was able to come up with this idea to make this woodworkers playground called Rockler. Um, so I'm, I'm incredibly thankful to the man for everything he's done. All right. Agreed. So let's follow up something sad with something a little bit more positive. And once again, speaking of Rockler, uh, good news, everybody. They did decide that uh, apparently we're not actually hurting their bottom line just yet. So, so they're going to stick so we're with gonna us. Try harder. Is that <laughs> we're going to, which means, yeah, we have to try harder <laughs> to get kicked to kicked off of this, uh, this relationship with them. I, uh, I love how that's like how, how we like frame things. We're going to just, just like, See how far we can take this before they're like, no, wait, no, 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 <laughs> hold bad, up. bad you know, podcast, like, bad. We we haven't been spanked yet. So <laughs> seriously, it's like have. the Howard Stern method of broadcasting. How far <laughs> yeah. can we go before we get taken off the air? I mean, it's pretty clear to me, guys, that we have not found the line yet. And uh, I think we should try. Harder. Find, we'll find it. Don't worry. I have faith in us. <laughs> yeah. So good news, guys. You don't have to be mad at them. Um I would have discouraged you from doing that anyway, regardless, because business is business. But uh, they were kind enough to re-up with us, and uh, you'll be hearing from us, possibly, unfortunately, depending on your perspective, for an entire another year. If it's unfortunately, why are you listening to it to begin with? People like to do things that they hate. <laughs> who are these people, and why what? are they sick no, in the, the head? People who, the, the people who <laughs> thumb down my videos <laughs> two minutes after I post them, Matt, those are those people. They want to be mad. I don't know if they're actually watching right. it, though. I'm pretty sure they just go there, click the button, and leave. I mean, I can't imagine they're actually sitting there watching it thinking, oh, this is crap. Why don't well, I just especially why, why don't I click away? I can't click away. I can't do it. I hate him so much. I can't. There's like seven thumbs down, and the video's been released for 30 seconds. It's just like, this yeah. is just, oh, you know, they have the little notification bell turned on just to remind them to go and thumbs down. Oh, it's another Spagnolo video. <laughs> Quick, we did a drop our live show. We did our live show this morning, and when I when I kick the live um, broadcaster on, it kind of catches up and shows oh, you yes. the thumbs up and thumbs yeah, down, yeah. and it flashes them on the screen. And we hadn't even started yet. We've been on vacation for over a month. Our first show back, and the first thing I'm greeted with is a nice little graphic of several thumbs down. I'm like, what is going on? Why? Why? Can, can why we pass that? Yourself? Can we pass that into the stream? I think that would be hilarious. Like oh, for the see, viewers to see, see like a live, you know, like, like, um, what was it? Periscope, you know, or well, yeah. even live Instagram where you see the little hearts flying up. Wouldn't that be awesome? Just, just so <laughs> people could see like the thumbs down flying in and then oh, the thumbs up one. people can compete with it. You know, it'll be, it'll be gamification right there. <laughs> hey, wanna, like Matt says, it's all through. engagement. It's all engagement. That's yeah, right. right. It's all engagement. Who cares? <laughs> Okay, the, the other thing we want to mention here is um, we put out a, a call for help uh, for social media a couple weeks ago, or a couple shows ago, I should say. And um, we did find someone. Her name is Margaret. She's a knitter. She's and, a knitter. And uh, frankly, uh, I think you the closer you get to your enemies, <laughs> the better you understand the war. And, Someone's uh, going to believe you her these on. days. Most likely. <laughs> Uh, Margaret, Margaret was very funny in her, uh, email to us and, uh, she admitted that she listens, but she's not actually a woodworker. And, um, I'm like, that's good enough uh, for me. That's our target demographic right there. <laughs> perfect. So if you see some of our social posts or something clever or funny or just on time and consistent, <laughs> it's, it's actually going to be because of Margaret. It's not us. So 
It is not us. So thank you, Margaret, for jumping uh, jumping on board here. We're glad to have you on the team. Uh, this is assuming she's still going to do this. Like she did a couple posts before we went on break. <laughs> I haven't talked to her. She could be like, screw those guys. <laughs> so I better touch base with her, make sure she's still around. Yeah, good point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and one last little thing to announce, the Morley lounge chair is available in the guild. If you know Philip Morley, you know the guy is a incredible furniture maker, great designer. This is his lounge chair, which has been in huge demand. Lots of people wanted to see how he makes this thing. Uh, that project will release officially. All the videos will drop on February 1st. And you have until then to get this at a low price. I think we have it for like 49 bucks. Um, so head over to the woodwhispererguild.com, go into the project store and look for the Morley Lounge chair if you are interested in that. Sound Very good? Nice. Yeah. That sounds right. good to me. Have, yeah. That's all right. <laughs> hey, Matt, I'll, I'll give you that one for free if you want to see it. Yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, let's just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like making this like illusion that I make you pay for guild oh, projects. That what was it like funny. last the last live that Lindy and I did? Not this, not today, but the one before that. I think there's, there were some zingers in there for Mark on on behalf of Lindsay. Because I think at one, at one point she's like, well, Mark's a very smart businessman. He's going to make you pay for all these things. And then I, saw, I forget what she said later on, but then it was like something other, some dumb thing you did or something. It's like, ah, Mark's that. I take it back. Mark's not as smart as I said he was. <laughs> I'm really not that smart. I've gotten lucky a couple of times and that's really what it amounts to. All righty. So let's get to the what's on our bench segment. Lots of stuff going on. We're going to do this a little differently. Usually each person kind of just rattles off all the things going on, but we're going to let each topic, each thing that we want to talk about, let it breathe a little bit and do a little bit of a round the table action. Mm, um, so I, yeah, I'll go new first. Year. I'm going to talk year, about format. Same order. Format. Well, actually <laughs> I should have mentioned that. Maybe I'll mention that when we actually do officially change the format, but there will be with this new year uh, and, and Rockler coming back on board. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a format change and it's more it's or less track. going. We're going to have a laugh track people. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, we're actually moving more toward kind of the old way of doing the show. Um, all this past year working with Rockler, we focused on topics uh, and we tried to come up with a main topic for each show. While that sometimes happens, it typically would happen in the past organically and we would somehow end up on a topic, um, but based on lots of questions. So we want to get back to answering more of your questions. And that's kind of what you could expect from um, the new version. It's, it's just kind of like the old one <laughs> prior to uh, 2020. Um, so look forward to that. OK, so epoxy. Let's talk about it. I, I've got floors and they're ugly, or at least they were. <laughs> and uh I decided it was time to throw some epoxy down on there. A uh, couple things. I think I saw Matt do his and I was like, well, I, I can't let that stand. That's I, what it I was to <laughs> keep up with Matt. <laughs> yeah. Keeping up with the Cremonas. Oh boy. It's my mission Good in luck. life. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <both> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm glad I didn't get a vasectomy yet. So oh. I've got a little, I got some work. Yeah. To get on it. <laughs> Whoa, easy. Good luck. She's a person, Matt. Meh. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've read, so I think it's already pretty evident that uh, evening recording is a little bit more all over the place. Uh -huh. All right. Then that's how I like it. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. So so yes. So this this epoxy thing came up, right? It was kind of a sort of a last minute idea. Um, as we were toward the end of the holiday vacation, I'm like, you know what? I would really like to seal up this floor get rid of all these cracks, all the grinding marks from the offset concrete that we we had there. Uh, I would just like it to look nicer, right? 
And aside from the appearance, there are a few other things. I like the idea of having had epoxy before in Arizona. Um, it's so nice for cleaning, um, just makes the, the space a lot more pleasant to work in, um, seals it up. And if you have a radon, potential radon problems like I've got, uh, that is potentially something that that could help with. Not all the time, not guaranteed, but I've read it might help. So I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. And uh, we squeeze it in. And yeah, with um, a shop full of tools, I managed to push everything to one side, let them do half, wait for that to cure, push everything to the other side, let them do the other half. I don't at all envy that. Having having done it like that once, never again. Yeah, it was kind of a mess. So they did a good job, though. Um, The whole process took, I would say, like about a week, you know, for the whole thing to take place. And I'm very happy with the results. So um, good, good little thing to do. Uh, I thought it would be funny, though, if <laughs> Matt, Matt and I, maybe maybe we just kind of go back and forth, because whenever you do projects like this, you get a mixture of of opinions and you get a mixture of advice from people. And and you kind of don't know what to trust <laughs> because a lot of them are very conflicting. Um, so since this can, is kind of I, like... Can I just interject before you jump into yeah, this? Please. Because... I had, when you said you were going to do epoxy and then, you know, as many of our listeners know, there's these, these two guys, well, the three of us on our tech stream, it's like a bunch of old women back and forth all day long. (laughs) The, the, the conversation about what we're about to talk about was just crazy. And I started thinking, boy, am I glad that I did my epoxy floors because my laundry room next door to my shop is, has epoxy floors, but I did those 15 years ago. So Like before, like I started a blog and I'm thinking, boy, I'm so glad I did that before. But more importantly, man, times have changed. It used to be a lot simpler (laughs) to do epoxy flooring. There was certainly nothing that caused me to have to stop up the doors to prevent, you know, asphyxiation in the household. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty hardcore stuff, man. And might I add, having just like totally gutted that laundry room and like cleaned the floors, the epoxy is still good. So it's not like I could say, well, yours was different still because good. it's a higher quality, more durable. No, it's still just as good as the day I put it down. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Well, the thing is, since we're talking about internet stuff, we're talking about like opinions and, and maybe making fun of some people. Um, I really, I, I just wanted an excuse to, to play, to maybe. play this that we haven't maybe. heard in a while. The internet, it's a big, big blaze. Some stuff is good, some stuff is great. Some things really suck, and that's the stuff we hate. Stay away from that sucky stuff, let's keep the internet great, oh yeah. And more importantly, I paid like five bucks for that, so I want to use it. I really want to get my money's worth. That's that's quality jingle right there. Yeah. So um, how about the the DIY aspect? One of the big differences between my floor and Matt's floor is that Matt did it himself and I paid someone to do it. So I'm curious to kind of compare the reaction that you had with people. I would say more often than not, I had people saying, why the heck aren't you doing this yourself? Really? Um, yeah, this is this is something you should totally take on yourself. And I had to, to kind <laughs> I, of justify. I love, I love how that's like an absolute stark contrast from, well, from a lot of the, the comments that I got, which is, why didn't you have someone else do it for you? <laughs> that is absolutely what I expected. Like, <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get the contrast. Whatever you do, you're going to get a bunch of people telling you to do over, the opposite. It was overwhelming by any means, but I got yeah. like a lot of people were like, so uh, like. 
why didn't you just like have like an epoxy company come do it or yeah. whatever? Why are you bothering with this? Or whatever. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. But yes. Yes. It's, it's, it, you hear two sides to everything. It but doesn't I'm sure matter. It doesn't the, matter what the, you do. The funny thing is, obviously, the people who are giving us these conflicting opinions, they're not the same people. You know what I mean? Like they're <laughs> each is an individual. But when when we're just kind of comparing notes, it's like, well, the Internet told me to do it myself. But the Internet also told me not to do it myself. You know, It's like <laughs> it's very difficult to digest all of that. Um, well, I can tell you the reason why I didn't want to do it myself is like Shannon was saying, that stuff is brutal. Um, I don't want to be anywhere near it. In fact, I had to tape. We, uh, the door that goes into my house from the shop is the laundry room, and that's a very small space. And then there's another door that enters into the kitchen. The first night of fumes, whatever it was about that was super, super strong. I blocked off the door in the laundry room, then I taped it with blue tape, and it was still coming into the kitchen. So then I closed that other door, taped that door off, and then finally that was enough to contain the, the stank. I mean, it was bad. So I, I want no part of that. I want no part of concrete dust. You know, if you have to do grinding or if you're using acid to do like an etching process, I want no part of that either. Plus, I don't have, um, you know, I, I got all the tools in there and I don't have any way to easily drain the water in my shop if oh, I yes. did something like that. This, I'm over here hosing off my bandsaw, you know. This, <laughs> yeah, sure why not? Clean. <laughs> yeah, they're all waterproof, right? <laughs> so yeah, so for me personally, no question about it. If it was a choice between like, epoxy floors or no epoxy floors and my only choice was a DIY, I would have gone with no epoxy floors because it's just not a project I want to take on at all. What's interesting is like in my last shop, I used the water-based one, which had like pretty much no off-gassing odor type of thing. Okay. So that was an interesting change. And so obviously I don't have any results yet because I just put this floor down. So I don't know what the durability comparison is like between the two mm -hmm. products. So I'll let you know in nine years. <laughs> but as far as the old shop goes, it's pretty good. Um, there's a few spots that have some heavy wear from where my jointure would roll. And then there's a couple of spots where I clearly did not prep well enough in a couple spots that had some oil seepage from uh, the previous owners or whatever. So yeah. that had flaked up. But the big, I mean, the, like everything, every paint job is like you, the prep work is the majority of it. And it's especially true of like the DIY kits. You have to degrease, you have to thoroughly wash, you have to thoroughly etch. It's all about yeah. adhesion. If you're doing the, like, I guess you could rent a grinder and grind it out and do it that way too. But if you're doing it like you're doing Mark, that's that's going to be a lot more like of, of a uh, mechanical prep process mm -hmm. than a chemical prep. I just remember the muriatic acid part and thinking back. Like I wasn't wearing any PPE whatsoever. Now I'm thinking, wow, maybe that's what's wrong with me. Huh. Well, the crazy thing is I'm watching these guys and you know, they do this all the time and you would think there'd be some kind of protection there, but I guess to each his own, I'm watching these young dudes out there. No PPE at all. The most they have is more of a COVID precaution or a COVID regulation thing. So they might have like a scarf over their mouth or something. Um, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? Like, I mean, I know that vac is collecting most of the dust, but there's still plenty of that concrete dust going in the air. Uh, oh, and they then when for, it, the, for the grinding, really? Yep. That can't and be even comfortable. I just can't. Honestly, I mean, not to throw any shade at the company, but if I were a company owner, I mean, maybe I'm overly cautious about this, but as the owner, I would insist that would be part of the job. You have to wear personal protection when, when you're doing these jobs. It's like, I don't know. And then, and then the smell of the, first of all, the epoxy coat and then the polyaspartic top coat. That's the second uh, one that goes on. Both of those 
are brutal. And these guys are in there with no respirators, no breathing protection at all. But and door, I'm, I'm, the doors open at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had a window and door window and garage door open. So there was definitely good airflow. Oh, but your, um, your doors are like walled off though. So it's not, it's like one door. It's a single door. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah especially, but it's, especially it's thin Denver air. It'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. So I, I looked at that. And I'm like, well, I don't mean to judge, but I am, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm, I am. But, I'm, but I'm judging hard. <laughs> uh, so how about, um, did you get any feedback on flakes, whether or not to use the broadcast flakes that they, they throw onto the I, surface? I, I put them in my old shop. I don't really care for them, so I didn't bother to use them in this shop. Okay, It's more of a definitely, thing. I definitely got a mixed uh, bag of opinions on that. People saying, oh, you should never use the flakes because of like, because of the different colors, you won't be able to see hardware. Other people saying that the yes, flakes are fantastic. That is, that, that is true. Yeah. I, as someone who has flakes and has dropped screws, like small brass ones, yeah. just go get another one. You ain't finding it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also got a lot of people saying the flakes are great because they provide a little texture for the surface and so something I, to grip. I, I got a lot about that. Like the hate that I got was, oh, that's going to be slick. You're going to be falling all over the place. Yep. I'm like, how <laughs> slippery are your feet all the time? Yes. Whoa, I get, that's how you just walk around. I get that a lot. Like even like, well, for my trailer, because I have a flat steel deck trailer, people are like, oh, you'd be slipping and falling all over the place. I don't, I've never slipped and fallen on my trailer either. So I'm like, what? Do people like wear shoes with like completely bald, like yeah. flat bottom shoes with <laughs> no, traction no treads at all? At all or I don't, yeah. I don't understand. You don't, I, you don't, don't do work in the yard in like dress shoes, like a nice wingtip. <laughs> is that what it is? I'm, I'm not dressed well enough for the things I'm doing. That, that's my neighbor it. does that's it. it. You're my slumming. neighbor across the street in the summertime, you'll see he'll come home from work. He's wearing a suit and tie. He just goes out and mows a lawn. Wow. I mean, he's dressed for success. Good so. for him, man. That's <laughs> he's getting nice, even lines out there. It looks good doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I actually added a, there was like a, a white powdery, grit that they can add to yeah. the top coat as well. And I think that's a big help to help prevent slippage from either like water or dust or whatever. That's, that was um, another one. People were like, you're not going to put that in the anti-slip powder dust stuff. No, yeah. no, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's yeah, fine. Good stuff. So anyway, that's, that's the, the story of the epoxy. Do you have any other feedback you got that was interesting or funny? Oh, uh, I don't know. It's been like the problem with this has been like, it's a few weeks, weeks before mine, right? Six, eight weeks. No, I, yeah. well, I posted the video six weeks ago. It's been like I did it in October. Didn't you get a lot of crap about the order that you did things in terms of like you you did the floor before you painted the walls? That was the biggest one. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. I mean, Sorry. I have no regrets about that. I think. Well, yes, I understand where people are coming from. But in the order of what I'm doing, it makes more sense for me to do the floor first, because any paint that I got onto bare concrete, I have to remove. Yeah. And I'm power washing in a garage. Like you're going to get, you can get water all over the walls. Well, and sometimes it's just circumstances. Like I, I didn't think to paint the stem walls before they came in to do the floors. Right. So <laughs> half of the shop I had to paint afterwards and it was a giant pain in the butt and it was easier on the other side. Cause I did it the day before they did the grinding. So I used my HVLP. Yeah. It's going everywhere. It's going to grind it off anyway. Yeah. Right. So it was fine. But sometimes you just in the moment, you don't always make that perfect decision and i also wanted to like to fully cure i'm like i don't it's gonna take that stuff takes a lot like it says it's like you can drive on it in a week okay yeah. but can you roll a machine or drag a piece of wood across the <laughs> floor or like 600 pound planer right so i'm like you know get it down get it taken care of and then they can cure and be like fully cured before you even move in 
that was like one of the biggest concerns for me. It's fully cured. I can drag stuff on it. I don't have to worry about like, I scratched it. There's a gouge yeah. in it. But plus the odor and the off-gassing that can still happen with that stuff for a while. Just let it have time. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the other thing too with this with the solvent-based stuff. It was it was strong. I'm glad we didn't live here when I did that. Yeah. It's brutal. Uh all right. So Shannon, what do you have going on? Well, um, I completely remodeled my entire lower level. Um <clears throat> I call it the basement, if you will, but we're a split level, so it's it's not really a basement. It's a it's a ground floor type thing. Um, okay. But the reason that's kind of important <laughs> Shannon is... Shannon Explore explains split level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a difficult concept to understand. But right. Please Sorry go on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I also did some flooring. Uh, I did some uh, laminate flooring. Um, and people, I immediately heard from people right away, like, can't believe you work for a lumber company. Can't believe you didn't use hardwood. Like, well, you know, when they make a hardwood floor that resists water... Um, we can talk about that, but one of the reasons as we're doing, redoing the floor is when we get a really, really bad storm, it's only happened like three times in 15 years, but still it's enough that made me have to replace carpet one time. Um, this time I was like, no, no, we're going to do a, a flooring that is going to be resistant. That's going to have completely composite and it's going to have vinyl elements in it. And it's going to be able to, uh, stand up to, uh, you know, not heavy duty <laughs> flooding, but you know, that, that was fun. The The hardest part was, is we kind of, you know, I blame, I blame cable. I blame cutting the cord. Um, once we decided we weren't going to have cable anymore and kind of moved to a Netflix, Amazon world, we kind of stopped using our TV downstairs. Like that was the room where like the couch was and the entertainment center. And just to show you how long it had been since we used it, there was a CRT TV in an <laughs> entertainment center. You know, this <laughs> sucker was incredible. I remember having to move that because, of course, you can't just throw that out. We had to, you know, you could take it to the dump, but it's so big it wouldn't fit in the back of my, you know, I don't have a huge SUV, but I have a RAV4 and it wouldn't fit in the back of it. It's so big and it's like a 36 inch TV. But the mm. CRT 36 inches, of course, is 75 pounds or something. So we had to um, get a company to come out and, you know, take it, take it away. Um, and these guys didn't even know what it was like, what the heck is this thing you're pulling out of here? But this, that, that caused us to kind of stop using this lower level. And the only thing I ever used it for was passing through it on the way to the laundry room or the way to my shop. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that just got stuck in there. Like when you drive through a neighborhood and you see most people's garages, like when the doors open, there's just like everything they own is crammed into the garage. Um, Fortunately, I have a shop in my garage, so that never really happened. But our lower level kind of became that. So I spent a lot of time just cleaning all that out and donating stuff. And at one point we got a dumpster because I had to do a little bit of demolition work. Um, mm -hmm. Got the new floor in, did some fresh painting, put up some crown molding um, and uh, moved my Peloton out of the garage, out of the shop into this room. And uh, now, yeah, I've basically got a downstairs gym but I regained, like, I just measured it. I, I regained, um, what, 40-some square feet in the front of my shop. So I feel nice. like I have this huge really? shop now. Um, That's a lot. Well, I mean, technically. Like, like percentage-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and technically, there, there was empty space up there. But with the Peloton in the corner, it's kind of like, I couldn't really put anything next to it. Because then I couldn't get on and off the bike or whatever. So it was like the well, whole and the, front the footprint, part of the shop. Uh, the yeah. footprint of a Peloton is huge. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was basically the the front by the door, like the front four feet 
of the shop there um, was was taken up. Now it's gone, and I've got this like huge like space in the front of the shop. It's like you know so much room for activities. I just want to like yeah. <laughs> do you know step class in there or something. Um, Dance around. Yeah. For as much as you use the Peloton, that's a huge upgrade to get that oh, thing like in, in yeah. the house and in the basement. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, yeah. not only the fact that, it, you know, granted the garage door is insulated, but it's still a garage door, you know, and you know, my shop while it's insulated is not heated other than a space heater. So it would get kind of cold in here. Fortunately you're working out, but you know, the first five minutes or so until you break a sweat <laughs> a and, then, and then the five minutes after you stop working out, it becomes like bad for your health because you're covered in sweat and you get cold real quick. But no, so I've got a full blown paint cave set up, I've got a new treadmill, put the Peloton in, put my bike trainer in there is all kinds of room over there, which is really nice. But it was just, it was so cool to kind of regain that space. Cause it's almost a thousand square feet that we were yeah. just kind of using for storage. Um, but I hadn't thought about how much more space I was going to have in my shop after I did that. So I'm kind That's of, cool. I'm thinking I'm going to build a shave horse finally and put it there. Um, I have a shave horse in the backyard, uh, which is always kind of where I've done that type of work. But um, I've had my eye on one that Tim Manning designed. It was in fine woodworking a while ago, but I remember uh, woodworking in America, 2000. <laughs> um, I, I remember sitting on it then and thinking I got to build one of these, but it's more of a kind of an indoor shave horse. It's not like it's a little bit more precise in how it's put together and how the whole thing travels and everything that if you were to put that out in the backyard, it would like warp and, and, and jam real quick. So sure. I think that's going to live in the front part of my shop, but yeah, it was, it was kind of nice to do the remodel type thing. You know how the, just the, the whole process changes, like putting crown molding up. And, and it's funny because yeah. I remember a time of like, man, crown molding, it's so complex with all those angles. And I was just like, this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> I don't have to fit nothing to nothing. You know, there's no cutting tenons or any of that stuff. It's just, oh, it was great. You know, cope it and draw go. a line, cope it and go. Right, exactly. It was, it was very liberating to, to kind of lower the precision um, to, to do that particular project. And, and so fast, like the whole thing came together so quickly as compared to a typical pro, like furniture project in my shop. So yeah, it was like over a matter of a weekend, suddenly I had this whole new room. So I'm, I'm pretty psyched about that. It's awesome. It looks good. Enjoy it. Uh, okay. I think I'm next. Um, I'm, I, I kind of broke some rules guys. I did a bad thing. I, I'm not, I'm not used to you being so trendy and hip and like new age and makery and like F the man I'm gluing these things together. <laughs> whether you like it or like, not, you're the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old man. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah. So I'm building gaming desks for Nicole and I, and I wanted to do something fun and interesting and putting a little <laughs> RGB lighting into the desk and trying to do it in a way that allows me to easily replace the, um, the, the light strip should it go out, right? Because those things don't always last forever. And I don't want to permanently embed something in a piece of wood or a bed of epoxy or something and, and find that it doesn't work at some point. So I'm trying to do this cleverly by having a sandwich of like walnut on the outside and then plexiglass in the middle quarter inch plexi. And then shining the light, having the light strip at the very back of the desk. <clears throat> and everything was going great. Had my plan in action. We're getting ready to like glue these things together. And it hits me. It was like four o'clock or two o'clock. John's getting ready to leave. And I'm like, dude, what about wood movement? 
I didn't even think. Like I was so focused on the plexiglass, what adhesive I'm going to use, uh, how well the light is going to shine through the plastic. I was so focused on those things. Didn't even take a second to think about that. I'm I'm about to glue two half inch panels <laughs> to a piece of plexiglass. More importantly, Which neither I, I did mean, John. Like, why did you even hire him if he's not there to catch your mistakes? <laughs> Like, you're uh, the John? designer. You can't be burdened with execution. He's your, your hall brother to your green and green. Come on. Oh. I am an artiste. I need someone <laughs> nice. to, to interpret what I'm saying oh. and make it a reality. Hey, Window <laughs> Castle never had to think about wood movement. He had people to do that for him. That's true. This is true. I, uh, I might need an upgrade. John, are you listening? <laughs> All right. So anyway, this was a problem. Like I collapsed at that point. Like mentally, I was just like this this is bad. And it was so bad. It threw me off so much that I told, I texted these two nubs about it. And I'm like, I just lost. You know, it's all, bad when you turn to us. Yeah, yeah. All of my day's footage because I accidentally deleted it off the camera. Oh, so yeah, that I was, was like, that day. You were having a good day. <laughs> that was not a good day for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone back and forth with this and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to try it. I don't know that it's going to be a great idea. If it fails in the future, you know, I know a guy who could fix it or replace it. So I actually moved forward with it. And Is I, it John, you, what's that? The John that's going to yeah. fix it. Well, no, he can't. Obviously he's not qualified. <laughs> he'll just, he'll just yep. make me the same thing. The upgraded John, <laughs> John two, <laughs> John the second. Uh, anyways. Yeah. So, I, I, I went I went for it and I'm thinking the cards are in my favor here because I am in Denver. It's a pretty low humidity all year long. Uh, this is also going in a basement, which is a little bit more insulated from environmental changes. There's a real good chance that it actually would be the exception that proves the rule down there. But who knows? I don't know. We'll find out. So I glued those suckers together with epoxy and I am moving forward with this project <laughs> one way yeah. or another. So we will follow up on Wood Talk 700 and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I absolutely, if something happens with it, I'm not pulling any punches here. I'm letting people know, like, look, I'm going to continue doing this, but please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is good and do what I just did. <laughs> like, there are many other ways to accomplish this, but I am not doing those because I had already milled all of my stock, <laughs> tons of walnut stock to a half inch. That's a pretty and, useless and, dimension. And that's, for me. that's what I think is funny is, you know, both Matt and I had suggestions, although I will say, I think I, the first suggestion was just do it. Like, who cares? <laughs> just do like, it. Cares? I want to watch. Yeah. I really, I'm really curious. I want to see what happens. Yeah. But despite like probably hundreds, if not thousands of suggestions via social media, the real, really, when you search your soul, the real objection to doing any of those objections is any of those suggestions is, oh, I don't want to do all that work. I'm already down just this lazy. <laughs> just lazy. Yeah. It's like, well, we could do this. We could do that. No, I just, just want to keep desk. going. <laughs> yeah. I just want to play games, guys. That's all I want. And I need the desk to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was quite a debacle. Um, I do have to give a shout out to uh, Rockler's silicone mat, because when I was spreading the epoxy, this is something I don't normally do with with epoxy. Um, but spreading it all over the surface, it gets a little bit messy, drips down the sides. And it was really great having that uh, silly little silicone project mat underneath it, uh, where if the epoxy gets on there, you just let it dry and it just kind of peels right off. So shout out to uh, Rockler and their their silicone Gucci's, uh project mat XL is the one that I have. So I will definitely link to that so you guys can check that out. Right. On. Okay. 
Back to you, Shannon. All four silicone hoochies. Um, <laughs> just, I, would, I would just love for Rocco Wait. to really like listen to our naming conventions for one. Is that the uh, is that the show title? Silicone hoochies. Oh, oh it should be. Should okay. be. That'll, <laughs> that'll get some traffic, I think. You know, considering, <laughs> considering the porn industry pretty much invented the internet, I think we're okay. We're fine. Um, so yeah, uh, I I just started a new project. Uh, every now and then in the hand tool school, we do a group build, um, which I guess technically everything I do for the hand tool school is kind of a group build. But this is usually something kind of suggested by the community. It's usually kind of on the smaller side, very approachable type project. But there was a serving tray that I don't even couldn't even tell you what uh, what episode, what issue of fine woodworking it was. You know, when you when you go to finewoodworking.com and look up things, you have no idea. This could be 17 years old for all I know. But really you look at the pictures <laughs> when yeah. you get to the black and white ones, you know, <laughs> right. it's a little you know, older. as the hair gets bigger, we're drifting back into the 80s. So <laughs> yeah. um, this is this is relatively new. I want to say probably in the last couple of years or so, but it's a really cool serving tray that's got like a wax twine wrapped around the handles and everything. And you know, really beautiful design, but there's actually some tricky elements just based upon the size itself. It's, it's quite, um, diminutive. So like the grooves for the breadboards are eighth inch grooves, which you think, okay, no big deal. But when you start thinking about it in terms of doing that by hand, how many of us have an eighth inch chisel? I do, but I didn't for a very, very long time. You know, can you plow a groove? Do you have an eighth inch plow plane blade? You know, little, little things like that kind of change things up. But more importantly, <clears throat> this is the first time that I've actually built something using like someone else's plan in quite some time. What is the deal with the weird measurements? Like the size what? aren't. I think it's called metric. No, 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 no. This is all imperial. <laughs> and, and, unless unless maybe it was originally built in metric and fine woodworking, oh. like reverse engineer it to imperial because it's like, why would I make the breadboards? Why not make them half inch? No, they're seven sixteenths. And the sides, they're all like sixteenths of some sort. Well, this is three sixteenths and this is seven sixteenths. This is nine sixteenths. I'm like, come on, people just make it a half inch. Like, what's come the on. deal? <laughs> That's and something that I've seen this. a lot from uh, like Daryl Peart will do right. that. He's got things like, he. if you're looking at, an, let's say a reveal, it won't be a quarter inch reveal. It'll have to be a three sixteenths reveal. You know, like uh, th- th- wow. that's just how he operates. And you know, from a green and green perspective, I can almost rationalize that. You know, like especially yeah. reveals, because I think that's a defining element in green and green is, a, is a, a variety of reveals on the same piece. That's kind of one of their hallmarks. But I <laughs> so like I'm, I'm filming this and I'm like trying to at the same time kind of walk people through. Now you're going to need to make a part that's this size. And I'm looking at the plans going does this say seven sixteenths? What the hell? Like make it a half. <laughs> and it just, it just reminded me of why I often don't build things from plans because I'm not going to do it that way. Anyway, <laughs> I'm too stubborn. I'm thinking I don't want to remember seven sixteenths or more importantly, I'm building it by hand. Who knows what thickness it is by the time I'm done with it. It's just as long as the joinery fits, but it was yeah. really like this. I don't know. I just, I, and I, I looked at a couple other projects on fine woodworking and I saw a lot of the same thing. And I'm not saying it's a fine woodworking thing. It probably happened in popular woodworking. I just hadn't really paid attention. What the hell? Seven sixteenths? Just half inch. Half inch is fine. Yeah. I get it. It's frustrating. I think sometimes there's times where I'll design something and I will start with an outer dimension that makes sense. But then I'll start making decisions within that that maybe, oh, I only want that to go back. Uh, I don't know. At some point, it gets it gets off of that even number path. Right. And I wind up with a dimension that's an oddball dimension 
because that's just what it ended up being after right. all I mean, of the other decisions were made. That's project creep. That happens. But when you actually yeah. then turn around and say, okay, now we're going to make a plan in, you know, on a PDF, <laughs> right. just round up, <laughs> just round up. I mean, come on. <laughs> you can't oh. tell me that if somebody goes and builds that same tray and rounds everything up to a half inch or up to five eighths, they're going to go, this looks terrible. You know, this is yeah. the 16th fatter than it was in the picture. And you told me I could do it this way. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think All so. right. <laughs> Shannon's angry. All right. Got to work out. Dig it. He's get, yeah, he's all fired up. I'm liking this evening thing. It's he's going to need to take out his uh, energy on that Peloton when we're done here. Okay, Matt. <laughs> what else you got? I don't know. <laughs> there, there's something here. I don't know if I can follow that. Team Lonely Bulb? Oh, I might leave that thing. Anyway, the, the shop is coming along. I got, uh, well, I'm pretty much all laid out now. I brought over my hand tool cabinet last, last week. Yeah. I put the week at this week. Can last you, week? can I pause you for a second? Do you remember what the status of your move and shop situation was on the last show that we recorded? I have no idea. I mean, when was uh, the last how, show we recorded? I don't know. How updated are we on your situation? You were See, still if, painting. I'm pretty sure you were still painting the, the, was I? Had we even gotten that far, though, I just want to make sure that if anyone just listens to Wood Talk and doesn't follow you on social, that they understand that you're moving into the garage for your new shop. Had I moved yet? No, no, you definitely hadn't started moving any machinery or anything. I'm pretty sure you were still painting. It's pretty far back. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's let's back it up a little bit. So, (laughs) uh, So in December, December 13th, Lindsay and I rented as a Sunday. We rented a uh, 27, <laughs> 26 foot box truck. It was Sunday. Uh, it was currently 73 degrees. It was Sunday. I, it was cold. It was, uh, it was 25 degrees. Um, Actually, if you want to know the temperature, you just follow Matt on uh, Instagram. His stories typically feature a morning temperature weather <laughs> right. report, which, which I always appreciate. I, you know, you go into the little like, uh, was like stickers thing or whatever. And it's like, it's always something interesting in there. I'm like, Lindsay's yeah. like, you should do more things with your stories. I'm like, fine, I'll do more things with my stories. So that's how I do. I put the temperature. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that. I get something. I'll put where I, I'll put like where I live, Grant, Minnesota. Then people will ask me on the same post. Hey, where you live now? <laughs> so there's that too. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, I can say I just looked at the uh, the records a few shows ago. You know how we record in threes, and we typically do our what's on the bench on the first. Go back three shows. Matt moving his shop is on the what's on the bench. So we did at least let people know that you are moving your shop, but I hadn't moved it yet. Correct. Okay. Or yes. maybe you're getting started. Okay. So we did that. We did um, so like one big initial push for the shop. So the the house had already been moved, or at least most of the house stuff had been moved by then and then we just went through the shop and i did a like big stuff moving day yeah i used my skid steer and i picked up whatever would like was bigger and i threw it in the truck the nice thing about most of the things in my shop is they're all on wheels so as long as i get the thing into the truck i can move it wherever in the truck and tie it down mm-hmm. so that what was uh it was kind of nice um it was fast too like it took me or it took us like three hours, three and a half hours to load basically every large piece of everything in my shop into this truck. We the 26 foot truck was full. I just wow. barely got my lathe in and was able to close the door. Well, that's not important. So you could have left that. I, I probably should have actually. 
It's out, it's out in the barn now. Spoiler. Okay. Where it belongs. <laughs> with the horses. Uh, I don't I don't use it enough. It's the, that was the big revelation from the shop move was that, oh, wait, I have a skid steer and that makes these stationary tools like a joke to move. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like if you were like, oh, I don't use my router very often, so I'm going to go throw that in the shed or the barn or whatever. Yeah. I can do the same thing with any of my stationary tools now. Sure. If you need it, you just go get it and bring it over. Yeah, plop it back in the shop and put it away when you're done. There it's you go. like the uh, the mobile workshop kind of thing. Sweet. Uh, so anyway, I got the uh, all the big stuff here. That was kind of the, and a lot of small stuff came with it. So in order to make it more efficient, uh, any horizontal surface that had clutter on it, I just uh, basically, I was a cling wrap. I cling wrapped it all directly to that surface and loaded it on the truck as is. So any crap that was on my table saw when I was in my old shop was in my new shop on the table saw. <laughs> Crappy super, just like you left it. Super nice. <laughs> yeah. There's no like wrapping stuff up and putting them in boxes and then unwrapping them and putting them away. It's like wh- how it was when you left it is how it is now. Yeah. That was a huge time saver for some moving that's, stuff. That's cool. One thing you did that I that I saw that was kind of cool. You You sort of brought everything back and put it in the same arrangement that it was in the old shop, just kind of as your starting point. And yeah. then said, okay, now I can unbuckle my pants. <laughs> That's <laughs> and like, let it all hang out. That is, uh, <laughs> that is exactly the, uh, the way to describe what happened. <laughs> that is, it was awesome. It's a cool way to kind of like really take in how much more space you have. It w- and I w- I'm, overall, I'm like really happy with the overall placements of things as far as workflow goes. Yeah. So I didn't look at the spaces like, oh, I have all space. So let me like completely redesign my layout to some other way. I, I already invested the time over the years to get a nice ideal layout for a relatively you know smallest shop. So I'm like, oh, I'll just put it all back and then I can kind of see where things kind of end up. So mm-hmm. I was able to get myself a little more aisle space, which I am uh, very excited about uh, and um, move my uh, my metal cutting, my metal stuff like into the third bay, essentially. Nice. So that gives me a little more open space and especially around the workbench. I have my workbench pretty well crowded between having the uh, just having a dust collector kind of by there and the the lathe was by there, too. Those two things really like really constrain the space around the bench, sure. which normally is not a problem. But if you want to get a camera in there or like walk around it to like stand behind it and talk about something you're doing, not super convenient. Right. So. Uh, we're going to talk about this in the next show, right? This dream shop show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. So we'll talk about this again uh, next show, but the dream shop evolution for me, this is like, there's, there's a lot of dream shop things here that I've been dreaming about for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's awesome. Having, having space to do my job. You know, what's funny when I posted a picture of my shop, everything compressed into like basically one bay. One of the comments was, Oh, that looks just like Macromona shop. Oh, <laughs> That was like I said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hadn't noticed. <laughs> so, so it was so funny. Matt came onto the post and said, it looks just like my shop. Oh, that, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Hey, but did we lose Shannon? Sad. You still there, Shannon? I'm here. I had a feeling we might have lost him. No way. No, I'm here. Where'd you go, dude? I don't All know. Right, we're going to continue on just in case he can, he can come back. I don't know what his, his situation is. He has something in here about a, a standing desk. Well, do you have more to say about your, your light bulbs or whatnot? Um, just, a, just like I'm, I'm, I'm at that point now I got, it's, I'm, I'm going to start working on making stuff next week. 
is, is where I'm at. It's good. I'm, I'm going to make something. You're going to do I'm, a guild I'm, project uh, this year? I am going to do one, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do, good. I'm going to try and do something a little simpler, I think. Good. Yeah. Good man. I'm but uh, my next project, I'm, I'm doing this. The next one's for me. Like I'm, yeah. I'm going to do like a fun build for me. I'm going to do a serpentine chest of drawers, Ooh. which I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's like, you know, chest of drawers, you know, they're kind of the same. The, the serpentine front makes it a little more exciting and interesting for me. Sure. So well, you, lot- you go like chest of drawers suck. So how can I make it suck more? <laughs> I'm going to do this other thing to make Why it more Why are you ruining this for me? <laughs> you know what sucks more than a serpentine chest of drawers? A, a queen and high boy? I was going to say a chest of drawers on top of a low boy. Yeah. With uh, a bonnet top. <laughs> a good thing though. So wait, you're just you're just doing this kind of recreationally, filming it for like free content, yeah. but not not documenting it detail wise for for some kind of a build. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like the YouTube version of it or whatever you want to call that. So mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be like Guild Light. I, I think is yeah, how yeah. I'm gonna describe it. Um, it it's, probably, it's gonna intense. be a multi part, but it's not gonna be anything near as fast as like the Guild summaries. Okay, that kind gotcha. of thing. Well, cool. I'm looking forward to it, man. That's good stuff. Oh. Oh, um, Shannon, you back yet? Here, let's let's text them real quick. Let's do this live on the show because that's a that's that's good pod. <laughs> Shannon, are you okay? <laughs> Did you fall off your Peloton? Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't exercise during the show. It's really bad for you. Uh, okay, I guess I'll go on to my next one um, as we wrap up. Get ready to wrap up the show. Uh, I, I mentioned radon before, and it's funny whenever I talk about radon. How many people um, don't really understand what it is or why it's a problem? Uh, really? Or, or, oh, yeah. Even here, even here in, a, in an area that as far as the U.S. is concerned, Denver is a fairly high radon prone sort of area. There are still people here who either don't know what it is or they do know what it is and their head is in the sand and they refuse to test their homes to see if they have it. Do people not get home inspections? Well, the only reason you need a home inspection is if you sell a house and that's typically wet or unless you for whatever reason want to get your current house inspected. <laughs> but, I guess. You know what I mean? But that this is when people become aware of it is with real estate transactions. So they are offered, you can always opt out of it, but typically they're offered to get a radon test done. And if they discover there's a problem, then you can have the sellers, you know, put a mitigation system in. And that's, yeah. that's what happened to us. That's how we became aware of it. Well, the thing was the initial system that they installed, they did a test afterwards, determined that it was working and, uh, you know, everything was great, right? Well, no, it wasn't because they put the mitigation system in the wrong place. So our house had had an extension added to it, right? So the extension is actually the office I'm in right now. The previous owner extended that out and then also extended the basement. So there's a whole new separate foundation and sump oh, system. I didn't know that was an addition thing. Yeah, yeah, it's an addition, and oh. it's and it's actually an extra sump that is a very small area separate from the rest of the house. Oh. So where where did this company put the mitigation system <laughs> in that little baby area, which was doing nothing for the rest of the house? Oh. The only the only reason I know is because I'm crazy and I'm a little paranoid, and I bought a meter that allows me to test this stuff all the time. So is that, is that from Dialos as well? No, it's not a dialogue. It's uh, air, air things or something like that. It's like 150 bucks, but it's it's just. I think I should get some stock in dialogue, though. I, uh, I, can tell I you think that. so. Yeah, I think a little profit <laughs> share for you. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I, well, Shannon says he can't change settings while Zencaster is recording. If you can hear us, Shannon, we're pretty close to finishing the show. So we might just end it and then reset for the next show because there's not that much to say. Um, so, yeah. So they put it in the wrong place. And I'm like, guys, this isn't really working that well. We need to fix this. So they came back, put a second system in the correct sump. Right. And that actually improved the numbers a little bit more, but they still weren't great. And the only reason I knew was because I kept testing it. And I can't imagine if, you know, other people, less fortunate situation might have just said, oh, okay, they said it's fixed. It's fixed now. Everything's safe. And it's like, well, maybe it's not. You got to test it. Right. So interesting. Yeah. So I've, I have been hunting this problem down (laughs) since we moved in to try to get these numbers lower. And I, and we couldn't figure it out. I would have multiple people come out to check our, in the sump, the drain lines that go around the house, like a French drain type thing. Mm -hmm. I was, I was afraid maybe they were collapsed because it wasn't getting any air. And, uh, and I had somebody come out and scope them and they're fine. So I'm like, what is it? So I eventually figured out what the problem was, had somebody come out and install what is now my third mitigation system (laughs) on this house. In reality, I think we really could have gotten away with two. There's the one in the small room is probably not doing a whole lot, but it's there. So too late now. Three mitigation systems, man. And we're finally at the point where the house is at a a level that I would consider to be safe. Good. I'm I'm glad I stayed in your house when I wasn't safe. Yeah. Oh, everybody does it. (laughs) (laughs) We do it to everybody, man. We do it to everybody. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing nothing special. So then this caused me to want to check the shop, right? Because a lot of times people associate radon with just basements. So I'm like, "Ah, I'm in the shop. It's fine. Well, my, my damn numbers in there are high too. So this, the, the system that was installed to fix the house, this last one actually was close enough to the shop that we we're able to add some, some pipes in there as well to help bring those numbers down too. So I'm hoping it's finally under control. We got the last leg of this thing installed today and fingers crossed. Bottom line though, the shop, I mean, half of the year, the doors and windows are wide open, right? So it's it's not yeah. like a basement, you know? It's not like here, where like my shop is sealed off half the year. Yeah. It's heated. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, just kind of a public surface message. Uh, no matter where you live, even if you're in a area that's known to be low in radon, it's something that's worth checking. Good peace of mind. If it's a problem, fix it. If not, you know, you're lucky. But if, <laughs> if, you're, in a, if, if you're in an area with, with a lot of radon, um, what are you doing? Get it checked out especially if you have an older home uh, that hasn't been tested in a long, long time, go get it tested. It's Check worth that it. ish out. Check it out. All right. And let's uh, very quickly wrap it up. What's, what's the deal with the workbench kits? Uh, not much. Just that they're heading out soon. Good. <laughs> it's like filler because everyone's supposed to have three. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get past it then. Uh, yep. Seriously though, are they, they selling pretty well? I, I can't keep up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's why um, I pre-sold. I did two batches in the pre-sales, eight eight per batch, and they sold out, I think, in the first month or whatever. Yeah. But I've been getting a lot of inquiries about them, and like the biggest thing is finding logs that are big enough to make these dream quarter-son benches. Sure. That's kind of, that's kind of a big one. That's mm-hmm. there's a lot there's a lot of logistics that go into this. I've been doing uh, videos on the YouTube channel on the production of this first batch. I think that people are kind of a little bit blown away by like this the the amount of work it is to get to like the finished product. Yeah. But there's a lot of like, there's a lot of moving around. Like you got to source all these logs. You got to saw all these logs. You got to get them dry. Then you got to get them palletized and shipped out. Yeah. So there's a, uh, there's quite a lot 
involved there, but it's it's cool to be at that point where people are really excited to start getting their benches start, or get started getting their wood for the benches mm-hmm. and uh, putting it together because it's like I, I'm trying to be able to make this, I guess, product or offering like we all have these dream ideal benches and I'm trying to like help people find the materials or put the materials together for that bench. Well, that is a, I think when people look at the project, that's one of the first things they go, Oh, like that, that glue up is huge. It's a huge pain (laughs) in the butt. (laughs) So I can imagine if the budget is there, like, Hey, you know, just like having your floor epoxied. (laughs) It's like, just like that. It's a job you sometimes rather someone else do. Yeah. In this case, Mother Nature. And I'm also doing uh, like the end caps and chops is another thing that people are interested. Like I wasn't sure. So when I when I opened this up, I'm like I don't really know. The first people are kind of the guinea pigs. Yeah. Like I don't know what everyone's going to want or, or what. So a few people wanted the end caps. So I, I produced a bunch of uh, walnut end caps. So the big chunks of walnut that's usually kind of hard to find. Mm-hmm. As well, they're like, I think they're supposed to be 12 quarter the end caps. Is that right? Mm. 12 or 16 or something like that. I, don't I know. think so. Yeah. So blocks for those. And then, you know, people are obviously doing different. There's like, it's, it's a split top Rubo, but there's like <laughs> how many different variants yeah. uh, on that. So basically the, the people that are buying them come to me with like, here's what I want to do. And I try and fit them to the best thing for what they want. And like some people like their maple to have a little bit of character or color or spalt it to it. And then some people are like, no, I want straight white, boring, uh, air quotes, boring, boring to me maple so that's what they get right so it's like pairing them up with this ideal bench thing and then also getting them the material for everything else so they can like plop they can hop in the shop and put it all together and not have any regrets as to you know the material or the species or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they're they're trying to do for their bench and if they're doing like the the different variants like if they're doing like andy klein's bench with a steel base they just need two bench top slabs if they're doing like the split top rubo with the benchcrafted hardware like uh, you and I have their front slab. They're either, they're probably going to want that to be a smaller one and then two laminate strips to go right. on there and do their, their dog block mm-hmm. and then their front laminate or whatever. And then there's like the, I was, I want like, um, well, glued up top or something, a solid yeah. piece top. So they're just going to glue two together or three together or whatever. So there's just different, some variants in there. And I'm just, I don't know. It's an interesting product and thing that i'm doing but it's fun for me too it's cool i mean no one else is doing it right so it's a yeah, little I, niche I would be i would be very surprised if anyone is crazy enough to do this it's, i mean it really for a lot of people or companies it's just not practical you know, oh, yeah, if, no. right because but if it's something you can pull off and actually make a few bucks doing it why the heck not well that's, that's yet to be seen but you know. <laughs> we'll find out we'll see there's, in a year if matt's still a, doing work there's a kids. little bit of overhead involved with this <laughs> yeah yeah for sure them big logs ain't cheap right neither is a drawing <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it's cool though man i'm excited to see it all right. Well, I miss Shannon. So let's end this show. Uh, that does do it for us. Uh, remember that we are proudly sponsored by Rockler. Uh, Rockler is a family owned business since 1954. They're your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finished supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK, all one word, to receive free shipping on most orders over $39. So should you want to do the contact info or can I, can I be Shannon for a minute? 
Uh, invariably, uh, handfuls, <laughs> flame angles, Peloton, I work at a lumber yard. That's a pretty good impression, right? I have another podcast. <laughs> I have another podcast. Everybody likes it. I have so many hand tool school members. Oh my God. They love me. All right. Uh, so contact info, send your questions to uh, at woodtalkshow.com or you can hit us up on Instagram. Uh, we're Wood Talk Show over there. Go say hi to Margaret. She'll, hopefully we'll be posting this show. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, you can send us a voicemail using your, your phone at woodtalkshow at gmail.com. And you can find us all individually on Instagram. Uh, Matt is Matt Cremona. I am Wood Whisperer. And Shannon is Renaissance Woodworker. <laughs> so I think that's going to do it for us. And uh, I guess we'll, we'll see you next time. I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye-bye.